You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 14. Today, we'll read the 14th chapter of Matthew together. In it, John the Baptist is beheaded. We'll read the first account of Jesus feeding the 5,000, and Peter walks on water. Almost. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. biblical historians out there. How many of you caught my faux pas during the welcome for chapter 11 on Saturday? How I could have listened to it over and over during the editing and still go live with a blunder like that is amazing to me. (laughs) Let's agree here and now that we all know Moses gave God's law to the Israelites 1,500 or so years before Christ was born not 15. No use being proud when you misread your notes. You might as well come clean on Facebook. Christy Lewis was the first to identify that 1,485-year mistake. Thanks, Christy. It warms my heart that you're listening. And while I'm correcting the notes for that day, I feel like I need to clarify something else. When I did that rundown on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I never actually said that the Gospels are all accounts of Jesus' time here on earth, his birth, ministry, death, and resurrection. Okay, you're going to love chapter 14, so let's get started. Matthew chapter 14 At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus. This is John the Baptist, he told his servants. He has been raised from the dead, and that's why miraculous powers are worked in him. For Herod had arrested John, chained him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, since John had been telling him, It's not lawful for you to have her. Though Herod wanted to kill John, he feared the crowd, since they regarded John as a prophet. When Herod's birthday celebration came, Herodias's daughter danced before them and pleased Herod. So he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she answered, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. Although the king regretted it, he commanded that it be granted because of his oaths and his guests. So he sent orders and had John beheaded in the prison. 
His head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, who carried it to her mother. Then his disciples came, removed the corpse, buried it, and went and reported to Jesus. When Jesus heard about it, he withdrew from there by boat to a remote place to be alone. When the crowds heard this, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening came, the disciples approached him and said, This place is deserted, and it is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. They don't need to go away, Jesus told them. You give them something to eat. But we only have five loaves and two fish here, they said to him. Bring them here to me, he said. Then he commanded the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate and was satisfied. They picked up twelve baskets full of leftover pieces. Now those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea very early in the morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and they cried out in fear. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, Have courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they crossed over, they came to the shore of Gennesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they alerted the whole vicinity and brought to him all who were sick. They begged him that they might only touch the end of his robe, and as many as touched it were healed. The account of the feeding of the 5,000 is in all four Gospels, but I'm going to delay commenting on it until we read the account in John. I want to turn instead to Peter. I love this guy. I can so relate to Peter, mostly in terms of his impulsiveness. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> he gave absolutely no forethought as to what exactly might happen after he stepped off that boat. Can any of you relate, or am I the only one? 
Like Peter, I also tend to have this picture in my head of who I am and what I can do, but I fall vastly short when it actually comes to stepping off the boat. Of course, Jesus knows this about me, as he knew it about Peter. It was as if Jesus was saying, this is not about you. This is about your dependence on me. Remember this. As with Peter, it is difficult for me to keep my eyes on Jesus. It is also difficult for me to admit that I'm nothing without him. But hey, Jesus built his church on that rock. Perhaps there is hope for me too. Let's pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the witness of Peter. Thank you that you chose and still choose real people with real foibles so that I can relate. Be patient with all of us, Father, and teach us to always keep our eyes on you. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.